prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Very, very important topic today, especially because uh, CBD has become so popular. I was at the farmer's market this weekend picking up eggs and beef, and lo and behold, there was uh, several people there uh, selling lamb. One guy was selling lamb and CBD oil. Another woman was selling organic vegetables. She had CBD oil. Uh, CBD is everywhere. Be- better, what was it, um, Oh, let me bring my buddy on, Dr. Matthew Andre. He's been on the show numerous times over the years. He's my good friend. And he he dove into CBD way before anybody else did. He started digging deep. And a lot of the things he told me early on are now starting to come true. How you doing, Dr. Andre? I'm doing great, Carl. It's just such a pleasure to be on here with you. I mean, what you do for uh, for your listeners is just like nothing else I know that they can get anywhere else in the world. Oh, thank you. The way the way your I'm not trying to blow you up, but the way your mind works, uh, the, the curiosity that you take to all of these topics around health is just uh, it's ravenous, and uh, you, you you uncover uh, uh, patterns uh, about as well as any um, critical thinker I've ever run into. Thank it's you. A, it's just thank a pleasure you. to know you and be able to do this with you. Thank you. And and so early on, you got into the, you were like, Carl, this CBD stuff, it's really going to change things. It's really going to change things. And and a lot of the things you started doing that we're going to talk about today are now starting to go, I'm going, oh, wow, Matt was right. Oh, wait, Matt was right. And so th- <laughs> this is going to be a really funny interview because in retrospect, a lot of the things you predicted are now coming true, especially since... Science is trying to catch up. So CBD use has outpaced the science. Bed, Bath & Beyond sells CBD. Every, yep. every convenience store has a CBD product. Aside from yep. that ubiquitous dot the landscape uh, of, of CBD, we have boutique stores that all they sell is CBD. Different brands, different styles, different doses. different. Da, da, da. It's amazing how big this market got so quickly. Does it surprise you that it got this big so fast? Yeah, no, it does not at all. Um, I think it's uh, it's still daunting to see it in practice um, because, yeah, I mean, uh, we knew uh, that uh, CBD was going to explode in terms of use, um, and it could have really gone a couple different ways, but uh, uh, so many people were seeing results. There was such a public outcry that the people that really make a lot of these decisions, to, let's be honest, a lot of the legislator, a lot of the legislatures, nobody ever wanted to come out and be against CBD. You just, but when it's got something like a, an 85 plus percent public rating, nobody had the guts to say no. So every place it's come up, um, it, it's gotten approved. And as that's happened, and people have been able to, um, you know, witness the benefits um, of honestly something that should have been in our pockets forever. You know, we've had this weird uh, prohibition against CBD and hemp for the last 80 years when this is something that's been part of the human healing experience since the dawn of time. So, of course, uh, this is something we evolved to in our environment for, from eons ago, and uh, we just not, haven't had it accessible. And so, yeah, I'm not surprised that, uh, to see this kind of reawakening. What I am surprised with is just how quickly it's, it's happened 
And, uh, you know, I think it bears a lot of uh, discussion about, you know, how people vet products and find out what's, what's right for them. So, so let's jump right into it. So, so from an evolutionary perspective, we have an endocannabinoid system, which means our body produces these molecules on its own. And am, am I wrong to assume, uh, just like our mitochondria found its way into our body, uh, that we have evolved under the influence of cannabinoids to the point where they have become imprinted in our, our, our genetics? Yeah, uh, so that, that's, that's very accurate. So what the, the endocannabinoids really are, it's a system of signaling lipids. And I get asked to, to lecture now because every clinician, a group, every um, medical doctor conference uh, that I know of, they're just hungry for good science around this to understand it. So we're doing a lecture, you know, like at least once a month at some national or regional convention uh, because docs are so interested at in having this information. Um, but it's just basic physiology. The, the basic reason, and while I, while I appreciate getting to share this on your show, CBD is HRT. It is HRT for endocannabinoid hormones. And in the same way that we have evolved to everything else in our environment, hemp and the cannabis plant has been part of the human experience uh, since before, way before we had any history about it. There are people who believe that the reason we got into groups any larger than families was really around hemp. And, and the reason was because you could use that plant uh, for so many different things. You can eat it. Um, it's a superfood, very high in protein, omega fatty acids. You can feed it to your livestock. You can use the fibers in it for clothing and shelter. And then the oils you can light lamps with and you can make health extracts from. So something that's utterly useful and it's been a, a part of just the basic human story but we adapt to the things that are in our environment and then uh, as our mutations happen in our genome those genomes th those mutations that are functional with the things in our environment get re reinforced and reset up over and over and over again so whether or not uh, it was anything that just came into our dna it was the, this plant that we ate ingested and had around us all the time the genes in our system that work well with it um, fit and got reinforced, and now they're a huge part of our genome. And they were re reinforced through selection. In other words, we were selected yes. for the, the 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 ability to uh, utilize uh, this molecule in our environment, yep. and that's what that's what selection pressure is all about. So now now let's let's kind of um, we're going to traverse back and forth in the past, and you know from an evolutionary perspective, and then also to the present. So one of the things that you told me early on was people are using way too high of doses. And, yep. you know, I'm a product of the 60s. You know, my audience knows I smoke <laughs> weed. And, like, come on, you know, uh, more acid is better than less acid. More weed is better than less weed. So how could, how could lower doses of CBD be anything uh, but uh, not as good as high doses of CBD? And early on, you were saying, Carl, like a couple drops – but, yep. but and that and now we're starting to see evidence that that's accurate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we are. And, and uh, you know, thing else, uh, as you get more information, you get more research, you start to get a, a more full picture. Uh, but there's a very fundamental reason why uh, two fundamental reasons why less can be more. Number one, CBD, uh, just like a number of things, vitamin D, for example, isn't something that uh, we absorb all that well, and especially when it's given in an oil form. Um, the whole reason uh, you, we own a gallbladder, or at least used to at some point, is to turn fat-soluble things into something water-soluble to get into your system. 
Well, a lot of these products, uh, most of them are in an oil or they're totally an oil base, and they don't absorb. They absorb maybe 3, 6, up to maybe 10% if you've got a tincture. And uh, number one, that you know very much influences how much you're going to get in, in your system. So, but there are products out there that are more highly absorbed, and with those, you don't need as much. But even if you equilibrated all that, a very, very important factor about CBD and really all of the cannabinoids is they have, at a lot of the receptors they work on, what are called biphasic effects. And what that means is that they do one thing at one concentration, a lower concentration, and they can have a totally different action at a, at a higher concentration. A perfect example of that with CBD is that typically low doses of CBD are calming, they help with anxiety, and they help with sleep. But bigger doses start working on those receptors in different ways, and it can be very activating. Um, and that's one of the reasons this ends up sounding like snake oil, because people say, well, it helped me with my ADD, helped me with attention. And this person said, well, it helped me with my sleep, how to do both. Totally different doses can do different things. Okay, so that, but, that, but that is a, a murky subject, because modern marketing... Focuses on how much CBD you get for the dollar. So the the yep. consumer is looking. You know, when you walk into one of these boutiques, they have well, this is three thousand milligrams per ounce. This is twenty eight, and so people are going, oh, that's obviously an important factor in contributing to the value. And so I, it, it becomes like Kroger's. Like, how much am I paying a, 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 a milligram of CBD? Oh, I want the one that has the most for the least, the least price. But the reality yep. is you don't need more. You, now, one of the things that you promoted early on when we talked was you were saying, like, Carl, like three to five milligrams is all you yep. need of, of, a, of, a, of a, something that is water-soluble that's getting yep. absorbed and maybe 10 to 12 milligrams or 15 milligrams of, a, of an oil base that you're not getting as much. Do you still feel that way? Yep, absolutely. I mean, the most I have given anybody um, was a patient I had with complex regional pain syndrome, and they just needed a very high tone to get that severe nerve pain kind of under control. And they were taking the equivalent of up to 20, 15 to 20 milligrams a day. That's the I've given anybody. 80% of my patients are on less than 5 milligrams a day. And meanwhile, when you look at the, 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 the average bottle of CBD oil and or uh, even some of the water-soluble ones, they are yep. anywhere from 50 to 85 milligrams a milliliter, and people are squirting whole milliliters in under their tongue. Yep, yep. And number one, uh, they probably paid a still a good amount for it, and they're wasting 90-plus percent of it. And number two... Those higher doses potentially can uh, have negative effects that you don't want. I mean, Paracelsus said it hundreds of years ago, the poison is in the dose. Uh, anything uh, in excess or deficiency can cause dysfunction. CBD is not going to magically be different than every other substance on Earth. It has a really wide therapeutic index, but there are, there are limits to that. And some of the research coming out now is finally showing it, so we're going to see this pendulum. Oh, it's great for everything. Oh, my God. Now, for the next six months, all you're going to hear is how risky CBD is. I absolutely guarantee it. And then the companies are going to take advantage of that, and they're going to start dropping their doses. They're going to start doing other things to basically follow that trend. The truth of the matter is the truth lives in the middle like it always does. And you're right. So uh, people are already promoting, uh, I guess there was um, – now, now, this can happen in any industry. I mean, hell, they recall spinach <laughs> at least once a year because it kills six people. Um, exactly. But, but I guess they got some bad CBD uh, out on the West Coast recently. And, of course, uh, you know, they promote that and then everybody goes, oh, CBD is dangerous. I mean, I don't look at that as an indicator of danger. Um, mm -hmm. 
I, I, I do look at some of the research out there that is showing that there are some negative effects. We're going to talk about, after the first break, uh, a specific study that was just published on a pharmaceutical drug that is based on CBD, and we'll talk about that later. But what else do you see in the current literature right now that seems exciting about CBD, that we just learned something new about it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're getting those all the time. And one of the things I want to say about this is, um, you know, it, it again, the first time I heard about this, I was very, very reluctant to get into CBD, even though we did it, you know, really early on uh, compared to many. Um, but my uh, my wife, she's been a, a long-term migraine sufferer, and uh, we've tried no fewer than 20 pharmaceuticals over over years to, to get her improved. Some help, maybe for a little while, tons of side effects. She couldn't stay with most of them. Um, now she takes absolutely none, and the CBD, she went from about three headaches a week uh, to one to two a month, and that was once we got the dose right, and it's been absolutely life-changing. But even at that, I said, well, that's really great for you. She said, well, is this something your patients might want? And I said, well, you know, I don't know about the legality. I don't know about any data or studies on it, so I don't know. But it took me months uh, to kind of come on board. But once I did, I mean, Carl, in the last couple of years, we've seen patients come off of about 250 different pharmaceuticals. And, my, you know, my practice is not super huge. We're picky about, you know, right. what kind of work we so do. That's a significant um, portion of your patients. It, yeah. Yes, it's a very significant number. And, and oh, I'm talking off of meds that we know are deadly, you know, like benzodiazepines, opiates, Zolpidem. Um, NSAIDs, my God, I mean, we're throwing a fit about the opiate uh, uh, crisis, and it's a big deal. We lose forty to 50,000 people a year to that, but we, we lose 15,000 a year to NSAIDs, right. and nobody says squat about it. Right. So that's a third, and uh, we've seen people stop over 100 NSAIDs with CBD for something that there is no known um, you know, uh, overdose possible. <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, now we'll talk after the break away that, that it kind of could be, but in that, we're talking about most of the uh, products that people can get. You'd have to drink bottles of it, uh, to get enough to, to really matter. But the point is that, um, you know, we have to talk apples to apples, right? So one of the things that's really exciting is helping people understand, you know, how they find a product that's, that's, that's meaningful or good. One of the issues we have is everybody uses the term CBD and nobody knows what the hell they mean by it. Um, I've seen products out there, the FDA just busted a company not long ago who was putting spice, you know, the synthetic marijuana and olive oil in a bottle and calling it CBD. No so, way. Yeah, absolutely. And so a ton of these products don't have a shred of CBD in them at all. Um, they have something else, and, and they're just taking advantage of the, the, the fervor that's out there. Um, but a, a big dichotomy that's out there between products is those things that are what we call CBD isolates and a full-spectrum hemp oil. And I'm a big believer that full-spectrum hemp oil is the way to go, and we can talk a, a bit about no, why no, that I is. No, no, I want to talk about that right now because, because I want to go back and step into the evolutionary process. So we evolved under... Uh, under hemp or cannabis in its normal form with everything that was endowed in that plant species at the yep. same time as the CBD. Now, just like the just like the dairy protein industry, we found out dairy protein was magic and building muscle and doing all these wonderful things. And then we said it was the whey portion. And then we isolated the whey. And now we come back and we go, oh, it turns out that the casein had something to do with it. And now we know that whole dairy is actually better than than whey isolate i feel like the same thing is happening to cbd we started with yep. we, because we focus on the letter cbd and not hemp yep. everybody thinks well well i just want the cbd i don't want the rest of this stuff that's wrong isn't it 
that that's absolutely wrong. Um, there are over 120 different cannabinoids in the cannabis plant, and and every, people may know your your listeners probably know, but a lot may not. Uh, talking about the difference between cannabis and hemp because that matters when people are talking about products legality and stuff like that. Hemp is cannabis. The only difference between hemp type cannabis and marijuana just has to do with the concentration of THC that's in the plant. So it's a legal definition. It's not a it's not a biological definition. They're all cannabis. But when we talk about hemp, we're talking about the form that is now legal by the 2018 Farm Bill that you can get everywhere, that you can still make extracts like CBD from. But there are 120 different cannabinoids in the hemp plant, and they all have biologic activity in the body, plus all the terpenes, all of the flavonoids, all the other compounds that are in there, and there's synergy between them. The reason that we're seeing this fervor and, and one of the reasons of uh, the CBD only, a huge reason, is cost. Good organic full-spectrum hemp oil is tens of thousands a kilogram. CBD isolate is cheap as dirt. Really? <laughs> so a lot of, yeah, and so that's a reason that you're seeing one of these growths of CBD. Oh, people are, are saying, well, because that's what we have data on, much more than we have full-spectrum hemp oil. But the big difference is cost, because you can throw CBD isolate in, in you know, in a, in a, in a gummy, yeah. in a gummy, right. and, you know, say, oh, we got a 1,000 milligrams, in a box of these, and it's 25 bucks. Well, that is not a full-spectrum hemp oil, because that stuff runs about 30K a kilogram. Right. Um, and it's a commodity. I mean, the, the price is set. So if you're going to, and the reason a full-spectrum hemp oil is better is because, again, you evolve to the whole plant, not to the isolate. Same thing they did. Dr. DeSilva points this out all the time. I love the way he talks about it. You know, all these studies, uh, connections between things like lycopene and prostate cancer. Well, then they do an actual trial where they take lycopene out of the tomato plant, and they say, oh, nope, doesn't work, doesn't help prostate cancer. Well, that's because you didn't evolve to take lycopene. You evolved to eat the plant. Right. And the same principle is true. It's always that way. You know, like I told you, I used to say in my practice, when in doubt, mimic nature. Right? Now I just say, mimic nature. <laughs> right. Don't, even, don't wait to be in doubt. Exactly. Absolutely. So is there anything different? So is, is, are any CBD products made from cannabis? And if so, do they molecularly sieve the THC out? Or does it matter? Because there's studies on cannabis-derived CBD, and there's studies on hemp-derived CBD. Is there anything different? Well, so again, uh, a lot of that has to do with just sort of what plants you have access to to make the products that you want to. Um, uh, like Epidiolex, the, the big, uh, the one pharmaceutical drug that is out, it is cannabis derived. But again, because hemp is cannabis, all the CBD that is natural is hemp is cannabis derived. Just some comes from hemp and some comes from cannabis that is more than 0.3% THC. And yes, they can filter out amounts of THC. The problem is, again, a one of legality. Because even if you have two products, both of them have less than 0.0% THC. If one of them came from uh, hemp then it, and the original plant had less than 0.3% in it at dry weight at the time of harvest, that is legal federally. If that same product that has no THC whatsoever that you could measure came from hemp that had more than 0.3 THC at the time of harvest, it is illegal for the DEA. Interesting. Even though you're you're sieving it out, even though you're getting the Correct. THC out, that's interesting. So the sor- the sourcing is everything. It's a dumb, you know, distinction, but that's the dumb law. No, you know, no, I, I, don't think, I don't. Think, I don't think it's a dumb. I don't think it's dumb, and I'll tell you why I say that. Because if you're growing a plant high in THC and sieving the THC out to sell a, can- a CBD product, a cannabidiol product. 
what are you doing with that THC? You're starting out basically with marijuana at that point in time. So I can see why they would punish that practice unless you are Washington State or Oregon where where cannabis is legal for recreational use, then I guess it doesn't matter because you, you're not crossing state lines. But but CBD is crossing state lines, so I can see why that would be that way because you're doing something well, with that THC then. Yeah, and who knows what you're doing to the other cannabinoids in it when you're taking those out. I mean, that, that's one of the things that <clears throat> really matters with the with the, with a – and I, again, we, we use the term CBD and a hemp oil sometimes interchangeably, and we probably – I need to stop doing that. I need to really, you know, make a difference when I'm talking about it. A full-spectrum hemp oil, you know, again, all these other cannabinoids that are in there, the CBC, uh, the cannabigerol, uh, which is CBG, uh, CBDA, THCV, all of these different ones can have different effects in the body. And that's incredibly important uh, because a lot of them will balance each other out. Um, but when you start taking things out, you can start taking things out meaning to affect one. You don't know if you're going to affect others or not unless you specifically check them. And these companies are not going to spend the money to check on a 100 different minor cannabinoids to see if the levels of those get affected. Interesting. So everybody talks about terpenes. Whenever people talk about hemp oil, they go, mm-hmm. well, they go, well, it contains this, it contains this, it contains But I never hear anybody talk about the physiological benefits of terpenes. Can you tell us anything about terpenes? Absolutely. I mean, the terpenes are absolutely essential. Any, I'll use that word on purpose. Anybody who's into essential oils, believes in them, understands them, or you know, have, have family that do, um, they are basically terpene delivery vehicles. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, so many of the terpenes are responsible for a lot of the effects that we look for in plants. And in particular, they're responsible for some of the effects we have on the endocannabinoid system. So, for example, like beta-mercine. Uh, beta-mercine is a, a very calming terpene when it hits our receptors uh, it's active on a totally uh, you know a, a, a big variety of different types of receptors but when that gets in our body that's really what we think is partly responsible for the couch lock phenomenon that we get from certain strains of marijuana it's not you know the just the thc content it's the mercine um, and beta mercine is very high in all types of cannabis including hemp um, another terpene beta caryophyllin uh, it's what gives uh, hemp that kind of peppery smell. Beta-caryophyllin is a straight CB2 agonist. So the CB2 receptor, which uh, uh, modifies our levels of inflammation, um, any, and black pepper is a good source of beta-caryophyllin. The copaiba plant, is uh, the tree in South America, is a very good source of, of beta-caryophyllin. Those two terpenes are huge for the net effects. And any hemp oil or cannabis oil someone gets, um, it, it can vary in the concentrations of those terpenes. And you can take two Two, two plants, two oils from the same strain grown different seasons, and they could have different concentrations of those terpenes. But that's just the start. There's limonene, which is a, and a very a pretty activating one, pinene, which tends to be calming, limoloal, which comes from lavender, helps with sleep. All of these terpenes, and they have synergy with the cannabinoids at the way they work on their receptors. So it, it's exciting to think about the amount of variety that we have, but it's difficult because our linear left brain really wants to know, okay, well, this does this, 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 this. Right. You start putting them together in a full-spectrum thing, it's difficult to predict what results you're going to get. Um, shipping has changed recently. The post office is treating uh, CBD-based <laughs> products differently. You have to not only... Uh, remark that that's what's in the package, but you have to show certain licensing and also uh, source origins now, huh? You know about yeah. that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and in a way, it's good news because it means that, uh, again, uh, so as you know, uh, we were pretty involved in the, at the legislative level here in Indiana. And, and one of the things that we did 
is, uh, and, and our state legislature did, was decided that we'd like to have some say-so about the quality of products that are available in the state because of people putting junk in a bottle and calling it CBD. So in our state, you have to have a product with a QR code on the label, and that QR code has to reference a document that tells you third-party testing for the amount of THC, the amount of CBD, and the provenance of the plant that that came from. So what we're seeing is not only state legislatures and state governments, but regulatory agencies coming up with similar guidelines to just help us get rid of a lot of these bad actors that want to come out, throw who knows what in a bottle, and call it CBD. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, and, and you know what? It legitimizes the product, too. It really does. Yes, um, it does. I want to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I want to start talking about this recent study that showed uh, liver damage. Uh, yep. And ta- I, I want to get this. This is important. A lot of people are going to read this and think, oh, see, I knew it. But again, the devil is in the details. We're talking with Dr. J. Matthew Andre. Uh, his clinic is in uh, Bloomington, Indiana. It's called Andre Medical Services. I know a lot of people from this show have gone there for their HRT and for other things. Uh, if you want, you can find him at andremedicalservices.com on the web. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Who wants to have better sex? That's a stupid question. Everybody wants to have better sex. And you can start having better sex if you go to the website bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Use the code SHR and get a free order of your choice of the only two FDA-approved drugs to treat erectile dysfunction, sildenafil or tadalafil. Best of all, they're chewable, so they start to work in minutes. Go to bluechew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Use code SHR and you will get your first order for free. You do have to pay $5 for shipping, but come on. It's an easy deal. Who wants to have better sex? Okay, get busy. You know how to do it. Imagine how successful your life would be if you could double your focus, double your mental energy, double your problem solving, your creativity, your willpower. Sounds too good to be true, right? That's what I thought until someone handed me a bottle of Qualia Focus. Qualia Focus is a mental performance formula that combines 24 of the most powerful molecules on earth to noticeably boost your brain power within just a few days of taking it or your money back. Qualia Focus blows coffee away, but a serving actually has less caffeine than a cup of coffee. That's because it boosts brain power the healthy way. Just go to neurohacker.com. That's N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R.com and enter coupon code SHR at checkout for an extra 15% off. And a serving of Qualia Focus costs one-fifth of that coffee you're drinking right now. Unlike coffee, Qualia Focus nourishes your brain in a comprehensive, healthy way for amazing brain power you noticed in just a couple days. That's neurohacker.com to try Qualia Focus and discount code SHR at checkout for an extra 15% off. All backed by a 100-day money-back guarantee. Qualia Focus is a life changer, I promise you. Try it now for amazing brain power at neurohacker.com. Are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need? Do what I do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from Live On Labs. Unlike pills and powders, Live On's patented liposomal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin B, glutathione, acetyl-L-carnitine, and alpha-lipoic acid to where they need to be, your cells. Visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash Carl to learn why I take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life. That's try.livonlabs.com slash Carl. 
New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. BPC-157 is quite possibly the most popular injectable peptide used by athletes and weekend warriors alike. Its ability to help you recover faster and make nagging injuries seem to just disappear is legend. Now you can take Body Protection Complex Oral Supplement and get all the benefits of injectable BPC-157. DrSeeds.com has produced the first orally delivered BPC product using peptide protein sequences that are easily absorbed in the gut and that will help you recover faster from workout to workout. And now Superhuman Radio listeners can save 20% off their first order of Body Protection Complex at DrSeeds.com. That's D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Just use coupon code SHR at checkout. Don't waste another minute dealing with nagging pain or feeling like you just don't recover like you used to. Body Protection Complex is your answer. Go to DrSeeds.com. Use coupon code SHR today. This is the Superhuman Channel, where brawn and brains finally meet. Welcome back to Superhuman Radio. We're talking with Dr. Matthew Andre. We're talking about CBD. Everybody loves it. Everybody knows it. Everybody's selling something. You can't turn your head without seeing CBD somewhere. So recently a study was published about CBD and hepatoxicity. What they basically did was Epidiolex, which is the drug that Dr. Andrew mentioned a second ago, was FDA approved for treating some of the most severe cases of epilepsy and seizure. Um, and it, it, it starts out at a fairly high dose. It's um, five milligrams twice a day to start out with. And then uh, once the uh, child is assessed, is usually children, uh, as far as uh, tolerating that, they go up to 10 milligrams twice a day. So 20 milligrams a day. And so I don't have the study in front of me. I should have had it. But I'm getting bad at doing this job, obviously, after 14 years. <laughs> um, but there was a recent study that was that's going around the Internet right now that shows that uh, 20 milligrams a day of CBD causes liver damage on day one. And, you know... Uh, this isn't surprising to me because when you look at how CBD interacts uh, with the cytochrome P450 cascade in the liver, I mean, it. it I don't think anybody should have been surprised about this. Do you? No. I mean, in a way, I'm, I'm glad it's getting attention, frankly, because it allows us, you know, uh, if you want to be an educator, you need avenues. You, you need you need issues to come up where people get curious about it. Wait, 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 so Matt, Matt end, I got I to correct myself. That that milligram dosage was per kilogram. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so right, so, right, so right. twenty milligrams uh, a day for uh, for a 220 pound human being is 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 two grams a day. So I I, I want <laughs> I'm thinking. Oh wait, that that's not much. No, I got it wrong. That's that dosage per kilogram. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. No, that that's that's right. But the point still still stands. What you said, Carl. I mean, in a way, I'm glad it's coming up because it allows us to educate. I'm a little sad that this is the story and this is the article that's going to be getting so much attention because there is a natural pendulum effect. Everybody, there, there's a part of most of us, 
And there's a part of many of us who, especially if you're not selling a product, who are waiting for the shoe to fall. You're just waiting for the, the first negative thing to hear about CBD so your ego can go, aha, I told you it was bad. Um, and I guarantee you there's people listening right now <laughs> who have done that. Well, the, um, but, the, but the truth of the matter is, Matt, early on, and, and you were an early adopter, but early on, you were that guy, too. You were like, oh, I'm just going to wait a little longer because I see everybody jumping on this, and there's got to be more to it, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying it's just a part of us yes. that is sort of waiting for the, you know, just like we wait for the star to find out that they did something, you know, crazy behind the scenes. Right. You know, right. um, it, it's that same motivation. But, it, you know, what, what's unfortunate to me about this study is, number one, I can't eat other than, you know, and I don't know their uh, – their, um, uh, motivations or anything like that, but I don't quite know why the study was done because they did this study in humans, FDA approved. What in the heck is a mouse study going to tell you that is more valuable than what the human study that they had to do to get the drug approved already did? Um, you know, I think part of their message was, well, you know, we're going to, we know that CBD and they even say it in their abstract, you know, that CBD is getting used for so many things. We really wanted to study about, you know, safety, but then they study doses that are nowhere near what people use in the product. <laughs> That, uh, that people are taking. I mean, they're, they're 100 times higher than the ones people either could take or could aff- possibly afford to take. Well, how, see, so and the only reason why... It's crazy. The only reason why this even happens is because this is a pharmaceutical drug made by uh, Greenwich Biosciences. And yep. because it's a pharmaceutical drug, they're using stupid high doses that cause problems because every pharmaceutical drug causes some sort of unwanted effect so they can get away with it and really when you think about it so the study i have it the study was a multi-centered study <clears throat> thank you elisa for sending this <clears throat> done um by universities in little rock arkansas arkansas yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm looking at the other ones uh university of uh of mississippi uh several universities from arkansas to mississippi to give them some credit and they did this study not because the public at large is using these high doses, but because Greenwich Biosciences is delivering these high doses to children, they're going, wait a minute, what's the safety in such high doses? I mean, 20 milligrams a kilogram, that's a whopping dose of CBD. And and sure enough, it compromised the liver. But is there any surprise that it would? Good God, no. I mean, their starting dose was, uh, again, in a, in a, just as you pointed out, a 100, 100 kilo equivalent patient would be 6,150 milligrams of CBD. Right. 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 <laughs> uh, the product we use, you would have to swallow, let's see, um, uh, six bottles at once. Right. Right. <laughs> right. To the tune of about 150 bucks a piece. What? <laughs> you know, their highest dose was 10 times that, 61 61,000 milligrams. That's insane. Nobody could could afford to take that much. So I don't know what the point of this, you know, uh, really was. And and I know a little bit about Epidiolex because Ethan Russo, who's a a brilliant cannabinoid scientist, he's a pediatric neurologist in the northwest uh, of the U.S., um, and he worked with with GW uh, for a fair bit and and was, you know, helping bring this to market. And that's his field, pediatric seizures. And... um, uh, so they pointed out, you know, that, uh, yeah, at these bigger doses, we don't know what happens. But you, to make a pharmaceutical, uh, that's what you have to do. You have to pull something out of nature, patent it, and then crank the dose up as high as you can because you don't get as many effects 
from an isolate as you do a full spectrum. Right. It's just it's like trying to stop your car with your parking brake. Yeah, you can do it, but, but that doesn't, doesn't mean. But doesn't, like, but doesn't everything that we consume that goes through the liver, first pass liver, affect these particular cytochrome? You know, two C one nine and 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 yeah, three four. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, even grapefruit, even grapefruit affects these these uh, uh these these pathways. The liver's job is to filter stuff out of your blood. That's what it does. And one of the ways it does so is it changes those molecules by using these cytochrome P450 enzymes. And one of the interesting things that didn't make this article, of course, is that they said in their own article, below a total dose of 30 milligrams, they saw no drug interactions whatsoever. So that's one of the problems of the cytochrome P450 system is since all our other medicines are filtered by that same thing as well, if you use a CBD isolate, and crank the dose up really high, you are going to interfere with the, the liver's ability to get rid of those medicines and could potentially raise the blood levels to where they get toxic. Well, the issue is trying to apply those data to a full-spectrum hemp oil is not scientific. Why? Because all those other cannabinoids have different effects. Those same cannabinoids, some of them induce enzymes, some of them inhibit enzymes. That's one of the reasons that we have not seen most of the full-spectrum hemp oils do the same thing that CBD isolate does at high at high concentrations because the doses are much lower and plus you're using the whole plant which doesn't have the potential to go just one direction badly you're averaging out your pluses and minuses what is glucuronosyl transferase and it appears that cbd affects this pathway as well is there anything that we know about that that we need to be aware of so i i don't remember specifically what the you know what things go down that pathway and are limited i'd be happy to have people email in and remind me and tell me but um you know all of these are potentially things that um if you're sort of logging the system you can cause a pet, uh, damage to the hepatocytes themselves because again the concentration of things gets up too much one of the ways the liver the liver is turning itself over all the time you make an entirely new new liver every what is it, about 6 to 8 months right um, and, and uh, so you're always going to have some liver enzymes in your bloodstream as those cells are turning over the more you make it work the more that happens so having some hepatocellular injury from anything with a way too cranked up dose is not surprising just like Tylenol you know that's a, a that's a big problem that we have so Again, um, I, that's one of the reasons we recommend higher absorbed, lower doses, um, is that you avoid a lot of these potentials of doing things like hurting the liver uh, by using that and using something full spectrum because it doesn't take near as much. Um, so, but, you know, again, well, but what's going to happen is people are going to see this and there's going to be kind of an outcry, oh, we need more state studies. Of course we do. But we need studies with the actual products that people are taking, not ones that are based on something, you know, completely outrageous in terms of dose. Glucuronosyl transferase appears to be the hepatic pathway that sex hormones and steroids, bilirubin, uh, and also That's right. some hormones. Yeah. So and so, let me tell you a funny story. Um, as you know, you know, I, I use HCG along with my testosterone. Blah blah blah. Well, I yeah, got absolutely. on. A, I, I got on a bender, and I was eating two huge ruby red grapefruits a day for weeks. Mm-hmm. For weeks. One night. I woke up with hot flushes. I woke up ah. out of bed. I woke up out of bed. I, my skin felt hot. I had this anxiety sensation. I thought something's wrong with me. What the hell is going on? I started sweating. And then all of a sudden <laughs> I realized I'm having a hot flash. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, estrogen, progesterone. Yep. I'm thinking, what the hell? And then I think about it. 
So I start that because I couldn't back to get back to sleep. I get on the internet and I start looking at the pathways that grapefruit affects, and it prompted me to do a show called Grapefruit, yep. Fruit or Drug. <laughs> because if you take grapefruit in large enough amounts, it it, it, yes. it jacks up sex hormones, it jacks up yep. glucose, it jack and it really and because this plant is smart, it, this plant's goal is to use humans to help procreate it, get its seeds out there, but yep. not too much because it doesn't want you to eat too much. If you eat too much grapefruit. Your hormone levels get jacked up. You'll stop reproducing. I'm telling you that right now, guys and girls. So mm -hmm. the reality is too much grapefruit does the same things as too much uh, hemp CBD. oil. The CBD, hemp oil. it does the same thing. Yep, that's absolutely true. Um, you know, anything, uh, the, it's very important. We, we make this big mistake, you know, as humans, especially in medicine, that we believe that once we've named something, we understand it. There's always more complexity to things than, than, than whatever we know at any given point in time, always. And, uh, yes, you can interfere with uh, not just your hormones but other medications potentially as well. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things that, that was reported as the potential of interacting with, like, blood thinners. And, all, and I, even though I've, I know that the doses we're using per the data out there are safe, I have all my patients, if they're on, say, Coumadin, and they want to start a CBD, I start with much lower doses than usual, and I always have them just get their level checked like in a week. And in two years, I've not had to change a single Coumadin dose. That doesn't mean I won't down the road, but that just means to say that, um, uh, yes, the principle is there, but in practice, it's uh, you have to consider the other factors that are going on with people. You know, uh, the, the ability to change... Some of our medicines, you know, have a really narrow therapeutic index, especially in something like epilepsy, where somebody, you know, you take enough and uh, it, just a little bit more could be kind of toxic to you. So we check those levels of those medicines. If I've got patients that are on those, it's not that I won't let them take CBD. It's that I say, okay, but we're going to do a really low dose, and we're going to check your level in like a week to see if it made a difference or not. Because that's where, you know, the proof of the pudding's in the eating. The theories are all great, but that is the way to really know if it's affecting you or not. So you, you are actually, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I should have asked you this before the interview, but I seem to remember that you are like the chief scientific officer for a, a company called Zillis today, correct? That's right. I mean, we're on, I'm on the medical advisory board. Okay, uh, medical uh, advisory Silva, board. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Derek DeSilva is our chief medical officer um, who's been in the nutraceutical uh, world for years. And uh, I, I've, many patients have just devoted to his, his way of thinking, and, and he is he, he's brilliant. Um, um, but, uh, you know, working with this company, one of the things we're always trying to do is get them to let's, let's work on getting with the universities and do the kind of research that is product specific so that we can know, you know, and say, hey, you can point to this one and say it actually does this and here's where we know it's safe. Because when people are, the, the problem is people take these very general studies done on like an isolate and then they want to apply them to the thing they're getting at the farmer's market and it's apples and oranges. You can't really do that well. Yes. And this is the big issue, right? So the, the, the industry is still so new that the standardization only focuses on the CBD portion. It doesn't focus on anything else. Do you see an evolution where they start to focus on more of the constituents that, that present a balancing effect to the CBD? Yep. You know, the FDA, is uh, they just had a big, um, um, uh, you know, asked for people to come and testify, and they had a big, they've had big hearings on CBD. Because, uh, you know, honestly, I think, you know, the FDA, by and large, uh, we can talk all day about how well they do or don't do the job, but I think really their intent is to try to keep people safe, and so that's why they haven't approved the use of all this in all foods and beverages and stuff like this. 
And studies like this are going to really, you know, fuel those people who don't want that to happen. But what we need and what they are clamoring for is people to do studies on specific products so they can point to them and say, well, we don't know about CBD in general, but we know this product did do this in these, paper, these patients. And we're working hard to try to get that done at the university level where third parties are doing it so that we can actually get some data that people can point to and feel comfortable. Um, but it's a, it's a wonderful place to be, you know, to be because it's exciting and all that. There are four things that I think are really important um, that people should think about. Any product they're going to get around uh, hemp oil, and I'll be happy to share those if you want. I, I do. I want to take our last commercial break, and you can share them after that. But I want to point out something. On the packaging of Epidolix, guess what one of the <laughs> negative effects are? And this is going to blow you away. Sleeping problems. Now, you would think that, you know, because people take people take uh, CBD to sleep, and so they figure, oh, I really want to sleep good tonight, so I'm going to triple down on it. Yeah. The more you use, the worse you sleep. So here's an interesting get- fact. A couple yep. nights in a row, I woke up at 3 a.m. and couldn't figure out why, and I've been experimenting with some CBD products. And one of them yep. is 85 milligrams a milliliter, and I took three milliliters before bed. <laughs> and I now and now I'm thinking, well, maybe the reason I didn't sleep is because I just took too large of a dose. If I take um, uh, the product that we use, if I take three drops, I sleep great. Carl, if I take six drops, I can't sleep at all. And isn't this the equivalent, since come full circle, since you said this is HRT, isn't this yep. the difference between doing a, a, a physiological dose of testosterone versus doing two grams a week, which some idiots do, me included? Ab- uh, but, absolutely. I mean, no, really, you, you get side effects at two grams a week. You don't sleep well. Yep. You get acne. Your blood pressure goes up. So, really, what we're talking about here is physiological doses of CBD, and that needs to be established somehow. Absolutely. And uh, I, I guarantee you it's not 650 mg per kilogram. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. All right, let's do this, and then you can share the rest of that uh, when we come back from the break. Stay tuned. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. CanSee eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse CanSee eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how CanSee eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. There's a phenomenon today. So many of us sit for hours each day. Slowly, our bodies respond by shortening certain muscles. The psoas gets shorter and shorter over time. It leads to lower back problems, stiffness when standing, and inhibits your running performance. Now there's psoright.com. That's P-S-O hyphen R-I-T-E dot 
Soright.com. Soright is a device that allows you to stretch your psoas muscle and return them to normal function. And it does it better than any stretching movement or chiropractic adjustment can. You can use it in your home, office, or at the gym. Experience what thousands of people already know. Check out pso-rite.com and save 20% off when you use the code SHR. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. Don't hate us because we feel good. Welcome back. We're talking to Dr. Matthew Andre about CBD. And it's the devil's in the details, like everything else. And more is not better, like everything else. Uh, Matt, do you, first of all, do you want to plug anything? You want to plug the organization uh, that you work with? Yeah, well, so again, I thank you for the, the you know, mention in our practice, uh, uh, com. if you want to contact us. We do have uh, sources of what I think are very, very good uh, forms of CBD. Uh, we sell the number one selling in, uh, by SKU in the, in the, in the world of uh, CBD. It's called UltraCell, and we love it because it is um, uh, it is. It has these four product or these four characteristics that I think are really important. Patients come in all the time and say, "Hey, can I take this one?" I said, "Well, I want you to take what you want." I said, "Here's the four things I think are really important, and it's kind of hard to find uh, products that meet all those." But uh, we'd be happy to talk with you about it and uh, uh, or help you find resources to find it if that's what you're looking for. Now I cut you off before the break, and you were about to deep, dig deeper into, and now I forgot what you were going to dig deeper into. I, I think I was going to tell you what those four things were. Yeah, no, no, tell us. Then that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yes, yes, that was it. That was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, so uh, again, patients come and ask to say, "Well, doc, you know, I, I want to get a uh, hemp oil, and uh, maybe I've got one, and it's cheaper than yours, but can I take this one?" One thing that's really important is I do think you want to get something that is organic, and that doesn't mean just there were no pesticides put on it. Um, one reason that's really important is that cannabis, it, it actually comes from a, a similar family of plants as nettles, and they're what we call uh, uh, bioaccumulators. Um, they're really, really efficient um, at pulling stuff out of the dirt. I mean, did you know the, the taproot on a cannabis plant can be 16 feet long? It's huge. Um, and then the secondary roots can be miles and miles long. So whatever is in that dirt is going to end up in your plant, and if you squeeze it with CO2 or butane or whatever else you do, it's going to end up in your extract. And most companies do not even want to test their own to know what's in it because they don't want to find out something they don't want to know and then not be able to sell it. So... If you if it's not grown on on if it's grown on soil that's had like Roundup in the last few years, you don't want it. Right. <laughs> um, and how are you going to know? You're not, and there's probably not going to be tested for. So I prefer things that where that sourcing is known to be organic. That's the only way to do it safely. They use hemp to clean up contaminated riverbeds in Asia, uh, where they've like had uh, uh, power plants go bad, stuff like that. They grow hemp by the river to clean the dirt. Interesting. And then they are happy 
to sell that waste hemp to companies in the U.S. to squeeze and make extracts from. And, you know, they don't care if they're hurting our health. And that, that company that you're talking about doesn't necessarily either. So if they're not studying it, doing certificates of analysis, uh, third-party testing to see what's in their plant, I wouldn't recommend taking it. The second thing besides organic is it needs to be full spectrum. A CBD isolate is taking that kind of crazy notion of pulling something straight out of nature, cranking the dose up as high as you can, and of forgetting um, the what the other parts of that plant were there for. That's what you evolved to was the whole plant, not just the isolate. Plus, you have to if you have to take these huge doses, that's where you're going to start getting things like hepatocellular injury. That's where you're going to start getting other side effects, GI issues, and so forth. You're not near as much with a full-spectrum oil. And you get all those other benefits besides what just CBD can do. CBD can raise your eye pressure. Full-spectrum hemp oil doesn't tend to because it's got CBG in it as well, for example. So uh, that's the second thing, full spectrum. The third thing is you, I prefer products that are lower dose, high absorption. But you can get uh, any of those oils. You just have to know what you're absorbing. You have to have some study on it, in my opinion, of saying what is the absorption of this product. Because if you're not absorbing it, number one, you're going to waste 90% of whatever you just spent all that money on. Number two, um, you can't predict exactly how much you're actually going to get into your cells of what you're taking. And then number three, um, if you calculate per the milligram dose that you're actually getting into your body, it can be much more cost-effective to take one that's highly absorbed. And then the fourth thing is you've got to pay attention to your THC. Now, as, as you know, Carl, I, mean, I do think THC has some very significant potential use in a lot of medical conditions. The issue is, depending where you live, and even if it's not depending on where you live, your employment, all of those things around THC totally matters. Uh, so even if you're in a state where you can, that doesn't mean your employer is okay with it. The state, the federal and state governments typically allow you to have up to 0.3% THC in your uh, CBD or hemp oil. However, I've seen, I get, I get a letter, a request about once a month, for, usually from people who aren't even my patients, but they took some CBD oil, they know I'm interested in the topic, and they ask me if I'll write a letter so they can keep their job. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that, right. because you, you took something that has THC in it, you knew it, and then it'll show up. So I prefer products that have less than 0.0% THC. Not because I think THC is a bad actor, because I don't want you testing positive and losing your job or losing your physician ability to write you other medications or putting you in a legal battle uh, custody issue, something like that. So you've got to know the THC content. I prefer, you know, again, less is better in the current environment we're in. It's got to be absorbable. It needs to be full spectrum, and it needs to be organic. So 0.0% would – so 0.03 would fall into that category, right? Isn't, isn't that the what – is the, what is the minimum THC – that they say the, the, the maximum to be, to be legal zero point three percent so uh, three out of three over ten percent so so really zero so point zero like three would be yeah, fine if it's zero point zero nine you're happy as long as it's yeah. below zero point zero okay that's what I look for um, uh, for any product I want somebody to take because not because it's still impossible there's still a few parts per million that are there of THC but your chance of testing positive is much less than it is with most of the products that are out there on a shelf and, and here's the other thing Carl good. most most companies want as much THC as they can get away with because they think that that helps their sales. And they're using that little bit of THC to get it done, which is crazy because there's not enough there with all that CBD countering it to do anything specific, you know, significant. All it's going to do is make you test positive. So, so there are some people out there who claim that uh, the, that small amount of THC, 0.3, 0.2, 0.08, 
that actually has a role in analgesia. Are you saying that you, you don't need the, the THC at all? Well, CBD displaces THC from the CB1 receptor. So if you've got a high CBD and a low THC, it's not how in the world anyway. is the THC yeah. going to... It's, it's being countered by like crazy. <laughs> right. It's not getting in at all. You're right. You're yeah. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. We, um, we should come back and talk just about the, the, uh, the, the, the biomechanics, uh, the biodynamics, and, and the receptor activities of these because it's fascinating. Okay. And that's let's, really so let's do that. I'll, these, I'll, send you, I'll send you some dates. I'm going to be traveling uh, this week, and next week is 4th awesome. of July. So the week after, we'll have you back on, and we'll talk about the actual uh, mechanics of, uh, of the receptors. Love it. Uh, does CBD share... Like, like I know the villanoid receptor is responsible for some analgesic effects. Does the CBD yep. receptor also find its ability to fit into other receptors besides just the cannabinoid receptor? Absolutely. So there are about at least 10 different known uh, receptor populations. The vanilloid channels, just like you mentioned, alpha-glycine receptors, serotonin 3A receptors, um, as well as the CB1 receptor itself where CBD is active, and all of those can confer some pain. The, one of the basic ways uh, this helps with pain, and this is one thing I'll leave people with. We'll talk more later. But um, uh, there was a, uh, an article in USA Today a couple months ago of a lady who had an enzyme deficiency genetically called FA, uh, fatty acid amide hydrolase. She didn't have this enzyme. FA's job is to break down your anandamide. CBD does the same thing. It blocks FA and raises anandamide, and that's a major reason it helps with pain, with anxiety, um, and uh, it's, it's because of raising that level of anandamide. CB1 gets a good level of action, whereas if you are deficient in anandamide, there we go, HRT again, uh, then you can't control your pain levels or anxiety well. Very, very interesting. Matt, thanks for being here today, and we'll, we'll get this other Thank show you. done in a few weeks, okay? All right, my brother. Take Thank care. you. And uh, that's it for today. Uh, hopefully you received uh, a wealth of great information. Uh, you can learn more by going to Dr. Andrew's website, andrewmedicalservices.com. He's in Bloomington, Indiana. If you're within driving distance, he's a great option. And uh, that starts the week. Hopefully you got something good from it. We've got uh, shows the rest of this week. Hope you can tune in live. And we'll see you then. Thanks for listening today. 